What's up guys, Rick here with your DFS preview for the Wyndham Championship, but we got to look back a little bit to last week, our first major in over 380 days. It was worth the wait. Colin Morikawa ends up taking it down and oh, by the way, making the community that much richer in the process. <clears throat> What I started doing in the restart was shouting out some guys that had really great ROI or big wins every week, and I think this was our biggest week to date. I mean, there were so many screenshots and tweets that I got and emails and Slack messages. I, I had to narrow it down. I, I like to call out everybody, but uh, it would be an hour-long show if I went through every single one. So I'm going to run through <clears throat> just a few of the highlights uh, in, in the community from last week, uh, apologies if I missed out on you. I had to, I had to figure out a way to do this. I was inundated with screenshots, screenshots. So congratulations to everyone and especially to Andrew Francis, who turned his $1 into $400 on Thursday, said it was his first time using the showdown cheat sheet 400, uh, times return, you know, ROI pretty darn good there. <clears throat> Svicker19 in the Slack channel, $30 into $491. Thanks to Colin Morikawa. Scott Young also in the Slack, $17 into $500. And then we start to get into the four-digit winners. And I have I've already skipped a lot of the multi-hundred-dollar winners, but let's get to the thousand-dollar winners. Uh Darren with a Morikawa outright, 90 to win. $1,020. Uh, Golf Guru Greg, uh, two different tickets on Morikawa, different points, 105 into 1,030. Nikki Noodles, that's a name I say quite often, $35 into 1,085. Justin Babcock or Bustin Jabcock, uh, a name that I say often on DraftKings, won $1,349. Uh, Bald Eagle, Thanks to Morikawa, $50 into $1,400. Michael Franchino, here are the stories I love to hear. <clears throat> Cashes for $1,705. Tells me it was his second full week using the tools on rickrungood.com. Always love hearing that. Congratulations, Michael. Uh, Darren turned his $45 into $1,770. Mr. Almond Bread. I think I got that right. Morikawa winner, 50 into 1,800. Tour plays, same thing, but turned his 75 into 2325. Nick Maltabano, $80. That is now $2,720. Uh, Shane cashes for $2,800 on DraftKings. Here's another uh, thing that I love to hear. Adam Shutt, I think he finished third or fourth in a, in a DraftKings contest for $5,900, $5,900. Tells me he used the custom model tool on rickrungood.com. Congratulations. Chadwick turns his $550 into $6,600. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not done yet. We've got a couple more. Andrew Brown, the hottest handicapper on the planet, uh, turns his $300 into $10,500 thanks to Colin Morikawa. And Rob Bones wins $770,000 on DraftKings. The community as a whole, I mean, I, I didn't even read off the majority of them. An unbelievable community win. Congratulations to everyone. Uh, big shout out. 
If you want to be part of the rickrungood.com community and get access to the tools and uh, and all the great stuff that I have on the site, the Slack channel, uh, you can do that and you can win a free month in the same way that Blake Digma and Funky Gill have. Those are the winners from last week, so I've already reached out to you about your free month and whatever item you want from the Run Good store. Maybe you want this sweatshirt. <clears throat> Let's do it again this week. Same thing. We're going to run it back. If you would like to be entered in a draw for a free month to rickrungood.com, be a part of this community. Uh, And also any single item that you want from the Run Good store, there are two ways to enter. If you are on YouTube, like, subscribe, and hit that little bell notification uh, to make sure you get alerted when new videos come out. If you noticed last week, there was a lot more new content plans on doing that moving forward so you don't want to miss any of those videos and then just comment below with who you think is going to win the Wyndham Championship or maybe we should call it the Webb Simpson Open spoiler alert we'll see Uh, the other way to enter the draw is to leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast version of this show which is called 300 yards to unknown you can search for that you can search for rick run good in in the apple itunes store or of course i will link it in the description Five-star rating and review. Say something nice about the show. Leave me your Twitter handle so I can get in touch with you. And that will get you into the draw. A month subscription to all the tools, the Slack channel, everything on rickrungood.com, and any piece of swag that you would like from the Run Good store. I'm stoked. We are sprinting towards the finish line of the PGA Tour season. We are in major season it feels like we've got another one right around the corner but this week it is the Wyndham Championship let's go to the preview all right Wyndham Championship Sedgefield Country Club Greensboro North Carolina this is a Donald Ross design it features Bermuda greens it's a par 70 71 yards and a couple of big takeaways uh for Sedgefield um you're going to have to shoot something pretty low. Last four winners, 20 under par or better. Uh, you don't need to be particularly long. Par 70, 7,100 yards. Placement is a little bit more important, but this is, uh, in theory, and usually not a very difficult golf course, so you are going to need to go out there and shoot something probably 65 every day. Maybe throw in a 64 if you want to win this golf tournament and Bermuda green. So back to Bermuda and we'll talk about who uh, some of the best putters are. Oh, by the way, this is the week that, you know, you're going to hear 45 times on the telecast. Uh, Webb Simpson has an unbelievable course history so much. So named his daughter Wyndham. Yeah, that's right. Got his first PGA tour victory here. Named his daughter Wyndham. You'll hear that 45 times in the telecast grass specialist time. Uh, guys that putt better on Bermuda versus their normal standard baseline for strokes gain putting. So the way to read this, let's find somebody with a lot of a lot of rounds here. Let's read it like this. Here's Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood, um, essentially an average putter. Uh, he gains a, a a hair over tour average but on Bermuda he gains about a third of a stroke per round Uh, that is a quarter of a stroke better 
per round on Bermuda than he is on other surfaces. So that is the way to read this tool. It is a way to you know identify maybe some value plays, maybe break some ties in between some golfers. So you can see you know the best the best guy in the field. It's a smaller sample size. Uh, Tyler McCumber now. You have to be careful here because Tyler McCumber still loses strokes putting on Bermuda. Yeah, still loses a tenth of a stroke per round on Bermuda, but he's uh, losing basically a half a stroke or more normally. So he's a bad putter, not as bad on Bermuda, but still below average. So you got to be a little bit careful here. Keep that in mind. That's why you have the charts. That's why you have everything. Um, You know, the ones that stand out to me for not being absolutely pure punt plays uh, you know, Charles Schwartzel is $7,400. He's a quarter of a stroke better on Bermuda than other surfaces. I mentioned Tommy Fleetwood already. He's $10,500. Um, you know, Keith Mitchell is here a quarter of a stroke uh, better on Bermuda. Uh, let's see. The then Oh, then you have the anti-specialists. This is good. These are the guys that are worse on Bermuda than their average baseline. And actually, the defending champion, JT Poston, uh, not a great Bermuda grass putter, despite the fact that he won this golf tournament last year. He is a, sh- a quarter of a stroke worse on Bermuda. Doc Redman is a quarter of a stroke worse. Uh, Justin Rose, nearly three-tenths of a stroke worse on Bermuda. So keep that in mind. If that's something that you want to roll with, I... I don't take in the grass as much as many others in the industry will. I think there are a lot of other factors that go into play, but I know this is popular. I use it to break ties. I use it to find value plays, and I think that you should do the same. As far as the key stats for this week at the Wyndham Championship. So historically, again, this is a correlation model where I take 150 of the PGA Tour statistics by season and then run a regression on every single course on the PGA Tour rotation. There are 50 of them uh, in the last you know handful of years. Now, we have great Wyndham Championship. We have great Sedgefield Country Club cha- uh, history because this is one of the longest-running tour stops, and this course has been around forever. So we, the, the data is really strong here as opposed to last week where we have PGA Championship data, of course, every year, but with the course rotating constantly it's kind of hard to say it applies to any one particular course but this week not the case sedgefield uh unbelievable course history so what are the stats that are most important uh driving accuracy actually tops the most common stats uh meaning you know the strokes gain numbers driving distance driving accuracy what's the most important driving accuracy historically has been uh, which is important uh, there's only seven other courses on the PGA Tour where accurate drivers of the golf ball were more successful than here at Sedgefield that is the way to look at this it doesn't mean you have to be uh, accurate it doesn't mean you 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 can be short it just means that accurate drivers have had success here and a lot of it over the years uh you know Webb Simpson yeah, that certainly fits the fits the mold. And then you also see birdie or better percentage pop up here uh, and strokes gain putting. Those two, in my mind, kind of go together because when you need to get to 20, 21, 22 under par, you're obviously going to have to make a ton of birdies. And sometimes uh, those types of birdie fests turn into putting contests. The guys that just start rolling in every 15 footer over the course of the week. Uh, So, so they kind of go hand in hand. So no surprise to see that those are very important stats. So 
Who does that mean for this week? Well, let's go through them individually. We'll start with driving accuracy. Bet you Brendan Todd's first. Oh, he's not. Okay. Jim Furyk, uh, first in the field in driving accuracy, hits 75% of his fairways. Uh, very good on approaches, decent scoring average. He's $7,200. Ryan Palmer is second. He's only 6800 He loses putting. So here you go. I mean, we can find, here's Brendan Todd, who's $8,900, the third guy on this list in terms of driving accuracy. So I told you that the, uh, the most important stats were accuracy, putting, and uh, birdie or better percentage relative to the other courses on the PGA Tour. Well, Brandon Todd, third in this field in driving accuracy. Uh, he is one of the better putters in the field. He gains about a half a stroke on the field per round in putting. And he doesn't make a ton of birdies, uh, but he makes enough. He's about field average, maybe a little bit better. So right away at $8,900, we've identified a guy who in theory should fit this course beautifully. I understand that he's had the meltdowns over the past couple of weeks. You know, he's the 54-hole leader at the Travelers Championship. That goes away. 50 Was he the 54-hole leader at WGC FedEx? I want to say he was. Shot it like a 75 on Sunday. Uh, so there, there, is, there is concern with Brendan Todd. But you're talking about a guy who's already won twice this year, 8900 bucks. Uh, feels like a really good price for me considering what we know about the course. After Brendan Todd, Kyle Stanley. Great driver of the golf ball, Brian Stewart, Tyler Duncan, Ches Reavy is $8,400. Uh, he's back in the field this week. But the of, of those guys that I mentioned, Brendan Todd and Brian Stewart are the only two uh, that actually gain strokes putting. And Brendan Todd, far and away the best out of those golfers. Uh, Brendan Todd, also one of the top three of the guys that I mentioned uh, in birdie or better percentage, Ryan Armour, the only guy better than him in that category of the ones that I named. Let's go to putting. We'll sort this by strokes game putting, which is not normally something that I want to do, right? Relying on the putter is a scary proposition from week to week. We know that. Uh, but I want to see if I can find some guys that are not only good putters, but maybe they make a ton of birdies in the process. Well, a couple of them stick out to me. Uh, uh, Patrick Reed at 10,700, not only... Does he putt well? He's the fifth best putter in this field. Uh, but he's also making birdie or better on over 24.5% of his holes. That's one of the best in the field. So he jumps out. Uh, Webb Simpson, of course, jumps out. Webb Simpson's like a top 10 putter in this field, and he might be the birdie or better guy. He is. Yeah, he's the number one player in birdie or better percentage in this field. We know the course history. We're going to talk about ownership in a second. Webb Simpson will be the highest owned golfer on the slate uh, almost maybe I won't bet the mortgage on it, but something close to that, right? Is, is him coming in as the, as the highest owned golfer of the week. So, uh, as we go through the birdie or better, uh, similar names popped up, right? So, so Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed already mentioned those guys. Seamus powers in here. Now he's not very accurate. The rest of his game isn't very strong, just finds a way via his short game to make enough birdies. And he has a smaller sample size than most everybody else. Uh, Chesson Hadley, believe it or not, makes a lot of birdies. Um, let's see. Honorban Lahiri. I don't think I have many rounds on him. I wouldn't look too deep into that. Will Gordon. We saw him pop up a handful of weeks ago to earn his special temporary membership status. Uh, but really, none of these guys are, you know, we're trying to find a couple guys that, 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 hit multiple of these key stats Hadley actually does believe it or not he's not a very good putter but makes a lot of birdies and he's very accurate off the tee so if that's the route you're looking to go consider Chess and Hadley probably something I've never said before 
We will head over to the cheat sheet and we will find that there are five golfers over $10,000 led by Brooks Kepka. Uh, what are we going to do with Brooks Kepka at 11,400? The 70, what do you shoot? 74 on Sunday, the PGA championship was the second worst score of anybody in the field on Sunday. Only Jim Herman was worse. Let's pull him up in the strokes gained. Um, database here because i want to see how he did it on sunday i want to say he missed like every single putt uh let's look at this so uh rounds oh no he was pretty bad all over the place so not only did he miss every putt so he lost 2.3 strokes putting which is his worst number well He's had a couple of bad rounds since. He had a worse round uh, essentially every tournament, quite frankly. Uh, but that was his one bad putting round at the PGA Championship. Lost strokes off the tee, a lot of them. That's concerning. Uh, lost strokes on approach, that is concerning. He has not lost that many strokes off the tee since the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So like 20 rounds ago, essentially. Not since the restart uh, has Brooks been worse off the tee in a single round, which I guess is a bit of a concern. Um, now, you could argue that a lot of his troubles at Harding Park stemmed from him being in the wrong position. And, and Harding Park, a, a major championship setup, is not a place where you want to be out of position. So when you yank it left off the tee or you short side yourself around the green, like you're, you're dead. You're staring bogey in the face. Now, I assume he's not going to be very popular this week because, as mentioned, Webb Simpson is going to eat up this ownership in a big way. I mean, not only does he have the win, uh, I forget what year Webb won this thing, but the last three years at Wyndham, Webb's gone second, second, third. Then he went 72nd, so he made the cut in 16. And then, oh, by the way, just sixth place in 2015. That's just his last five years. That's four top sixes in the last five years. Doesn't even count a win that he had uh, prior to 2015. So Webb Simpson, correctfully so, and rightfully so, will be the highest-owned golfer on the slate. I can almost guarantee it. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, so what do we do with Brooks? What do we do with Patrick Reed? What do we do with Tommy Fleetwood and Paul Casey? Well, I think that any other guy in the $10,000 range, if you're trying to get yourself off of Webb Simpson, uh, is a pretty good pivot. Now, there's guys I like a bit more than others. Brooks paying $11,000, $11,400 for Brooks after what we saw at the PGA Championship. I'm not thrilled about, you know, he, he he did finish second here in 2015, which is the last and I believe the only time he's played this event. Um, I, I, I like Patrick Reed. I like Tommy Fleetwood. I even like Paul Casey. You know, we asked Casey to just be a field average putter. Um, and let's see what he was. Let's see what he was last week. <clears throat> yeah, he was. Here's Paul Casey. This is beautiful. This is exactly what Paul Casey does. Uh, essentially lead the field in strokes gained approach or finish in the top four. He's fourth in strokes gained approach for the week. Uh, he is third in strokes gained ball striking, which is off the tee plus approach. And here's the, here's what he had to do. Gain two, or I'm sorry, gain not even a stroke putting. That's all he did. Not even a stroke putting. And he finishes, uh, in a, in a tie for second place. Like that is all Paul Casey does. If Paul Casey gains, two strokes in a single tournament, he's probably going to win the, that golf tournament. So I, I don't mind 
going back to Paul Casey here at 10,300. He has two trips in the last five years to Wyndham, third in 2015, 13th in 2019. So uh, this $10,000 range is kind of a grab bag. If you want the chalkiest guy, if you want the safest guy, you're probably looking at Webb Simpson. If you want to differentiate, there are other options out there. Fleetwood, Casey, um, probably my two favorite. Patrick Reed, just fine because he rolls so many putts in. Uh, And you know what? Maybe, Maybe I would actually put Casey above Fleetwood. Or I'm sorry. Reed above Fleetwood um, because of, of of Patrick Reed's upside and his ability to roll some of these putts in. So uh, that could be pretty sneaky there. Absolutely tiny $9,000 tier here led by Justin Rose at 9900 uh, it, it was a couple of miscuts in a row for Rosie before he finishes top 10 last week at the PGA. I'm a little bit concerned on how he did that. So we'll go over to the Strokes Gain database here. And I, I have this sorted by Strokes Gain T to Green. Uh, here's Rose. Rose gained 7.1 strokes putting last week. So if I sort that, uh, he was the third best putter in the field. Now, of course, we always say regression is coming, right? It's like winter is coming. Regression is coming. Does it come immediately? Uh, do I expect Justin Rose to gain another seven strokes putting next week or this week at the Wyndham Championship? No, I don't, especially because uh, you know he's about an average putter for, for the season. So I would expect him to get back down to that. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned with the way that, that the flat stick carried Justin Rose. Uh, Abraham answers $9,700. He just withdrew. Uh, pr- uh, almost immediately prior to me recording this. So do not play Abraham answer. He is out. He is not going to be available. Harris English, this guy continues to pile up top 20s. So now uh, he goes top 20 last week, the PGA, top 20 at the 3M, top 15 at the Memorial, top 20 at the RBC. Those are his last four starts. He's just, he's just so solid. I would not mind finding a way to get Harris English into my lineups, especially in a weaker field, right? I mean, this is a field that's only going to feature, you know, a handful of the top 20 players in the world. Um, Harris English, you know, play, plays well in deep fields. So, I mean, it's a silly way to look at it, but he's just like naturally uh, moves up because of the, of the, of the nature of the, of this weaker field for, for this week. The $8,000 range, this is where, um, you know, at the PGA Championship, you still had studs here in this $8,000 range. You had really good, high-profile names. Now at the Wyndham Championship, you don't, right? I mean, it's it's led by Brendan Todd, who I've I've probably missed all of the Todd gains this year. Uh, this feels like one of the better spots for him, to be quite frank. So we've seen him win twice. I already covered all of this, but... This feels like one of the better spots for Brendan Todd. Um, Sung J M. Can I can I just like do the? Like, I've got to pull up Sung J's numbers. This is so sad because this this kid was absolutely rolling. One of the better players on the planet before the shutdown. He won the Honda Classic. Did he gain stroke? Okay, he did break his streak of six consecutive events losing strokes on approach. Now the Negative to that, I suppose, is he only gained 0.18 strokes on approach. So essentially, he was field average through two rounds. He lost strokes putting. He missed the cut. Um, I do not know if this is a sign that things are turning around. I guess it is better that he, you know, he didn't lose five strokes on approach like he did at the WGC. But 
I'm going to have to see more from my boy Sungjae, unfortunately, before I start investing again. Who else do we have here? Uh, Siwoo Kim, former champion. Uh, he won this in 16, 2016. Uh, Chez Revi, I think I might have mentioned him at the in the key stats portion of this. Pretty decent fit here. Um, now, the results in the last five years haven't been good. He's, he made his last two cuts. He missed two in, in 16 and 15. But this feels like a better setup for him. He made the cut last week at the PGA Championship, but it was his worst finish uh, in recent memory. It was 75th, but he was coming off those three straight top 25s. $8,400 feels like a pretty interesting play there for Mr. Chez. Um, Brant Snedeker, uh, I, I'm not going to fall into... The Snedeker trap this week. Um, there's, I mean, I can I can show the the history is unbelievable, right? I mean, he wins this two years ago. He finishes third uh, in 2016. We know he shot the 59. I think it was in the opening round in 2018. Um, it's it's not that Snedeker anymore. Let me let me show you his results. Here's Brand Snedeker's golfer profile, and um, I mean, you can you can look at all the red on this and uh he is being carried only so so he does not have good results let's let's be clear since since basically tory uh he he finished third at tory pines he missed four straight cuts i'm sorry he missed two straight cuts after that finished 22nd in mexico uh missed a, another cut at harbor town 40th at travelers two more cuts he missed and then 67th and 51st so he's got like one top 30 finish since since what Mexico since WGC Mexico um, and a lot of it is this I mean he has lost strokes off the tee nearly every uh, I mean every single week since since Tory Pines and he's lost strokes approach on approach in one two three four five seven of his last eight he's being carried by his short game which is usually a recipe for disaster and when I say being carried I mean he's it's like carrying him to 50th place finishes so I think what you're what you're going to get is um I think you'll get people who play him the the course history people will play Snedeker and they'll look at the 59 they'll look at the win they'll look at the other top tens and they'll say okay course history trumps especially in a field that gets kind of weak down here in the bottom of the eights and gets kind of questionable. Um, so I, I won't be, I won't be one of those guys. I, I won't be on the Snedeker train. Poston, JT Poston, he's your defending champion. Uh, he won this last year. Hasn't been playing as well leading into this. I think he'll get a tiny little bump for the the past champion status. I'd probably prefer to go to guys like Doc Redman, uh, go to Christian Bezoidenhut, uh, guys that are, are are playing a little bit better. I mean, even Tom Lewis is down here. Tom Lewis is. I mean, we saw how hot he could get at, at WGC FedEx St. Jude. Goes out, shoots what sixty one on was it friday or saturday just absolutely scorches the field ends up finishing second there uh henley always pops up in these kind of like weaker field approach game things I, i'm not a big i'm not a big henley guy I'll, I'll probably stay away from from russell henley further down the list seven thousands uh lonto griffin is over seven thousand dollars but real quick let me just show you this because I failed to mention Lonto, and when he gets into contention, you know, I get so many messages about him. So let's let's just let's just do the Lonto thing real quick. Here's the value matrix uh, on Lonto. This is a free tool on RickRunGood.com. Um, he was under seven thousand again last week, the PGA Championship, and again he returns 
at least 10 times value, something that he does routinely. Now, when he's a little bit more expensive, let's see what he let's see what he does when he is uh, 7,000 to 7,500. He's 7,400 this week. It's been a little bit more of a mixed bag. So uh, more recently at the workday, he finished, um, he, had, he had 34 DraftKings points. That was only four and a half times value. He, players, don't worry about that. That was only one round, uh, which I guess he was playing well if he had 14 and a half DraftKings points through one round. I'd like to see what his numbers were. Um, Pebble Beach, he earned 11 times. So, I mean, this is still pretty true. Lonto Griffin, as as long as he doesn't get over like 7,500 bucks, uh, generally returns you like 10 times value uh, fairly frequently. Now, he is, what did I say he was this week, 74? Yeah, he's 7,400 bucks again. Uh, 19th place finish last week at the PGA. Do I think he can win a golf tournament? Yes, I mean, I know he can. He won Houston, uh, but... It's it's a it's a big ask. It's a big ask. And then the sub seven K guys in a weak field. Um, this is where things start to get a little bit scary, and you got to find something to to hang your hat on. Is it the fact that Denny McCarthy leads the tour in putting, and the fact that he's got two top thirty five finishes here in the last two years? Uh, maybe maybe that's enough. We'll see. Is it that uh, Taylor Gooch, uh, see, see, okay, Taylor Gooch offers at least a little bit more upside, uh, top 20 upside. He's got two top 20 finishes in his last four starts. Now, he misses a ton of cuts, so in no way do I think that Taylor Gooch is at all safe. Uh, Will Gordon back in action, you know, that third place at Travelers goes a long way. He's missed a couple of cuts since then, finished 41st at the Barracuda. I would have liked a little bit of a better uh, showing there in an opposite field event. We didn't get it, so a little bit concerned about that. Not particularly stoked about running him out there. Not particularly stoked about running any of these guys out there, quite frankly. A lot of them did not play the PGA Championship last week because they didn't qualify, so we're looking back at Barracuda uh, a championship as their last event that they've played. I mean, you've got, uh, I don't know, Hagee, Brandon Hagee, not that interested. Uh, Bryce Garnett, got he has three straight top 20s here at this event. Again, not all that interested. I guess it's better than some of these other guys, but the sub $6,000 range is, uh, is pretty poor, is pretty poor. Let's go over to the custom model and see if we can identify some some value plays for this week so if you've never seen the custom model rickrungood.com you get 100 weights you can put these weights in any of the key metrics that you want and then you can uh, see who it spits out so for this week what did we talk about we talked about driving accuracy let's do a third on driving accuracy let's do a, a let's do 25 percent on birdie or better we know that's going to be important let's do I rarely do this and I don't like to do this, but let's do strokes gain putting at uh, 20 because we did see that it was a, a pretty sizable uh, key metric. And then I'm going to do 22 on, actually, I should flip these. Let's do, let's do 15 on T to green and we'll do whatever we have left on strokes gain putting. So we'll do 27 on putting. We'll run the model and we'll see what it pops out. Okay. Well, I don't think anyone would be surprised that um, the number one player in this model by far and almost any model is going to be Webb Simpson. Okay. He is a multiple time winner this year. He is, uh, in my opinion, the best player in this field. Uh, He has the best course history. He has the best skill set for here. That should be no surprise. Next is Billy Horschel. That's a name we didn't talk about. This is why I like doing the custom model because 
you get a couple of names that you're like, hey, maybe I would not have considered that. Now, Billy Horschel, really great putter, ranks 19th uh, in putting on tour. Uh, that's not in this field. That's on tour. So very good to see that. Uh, Abraham answer, he's withdrawn. Uh, Sung JM. Now, you have to be a little bit smart here because Sung J, yes, while he matches those metrics that I put in, a lot of that is being carried by what he did before the shutdown. Post-shutdown, he's been a lot worse. Oh, Brendan Todd here. Oh, Harris English here. Oh, JT Post and Ch- Cheston Hadley. I mean, these are guys that are probably going to make some of my core lineups because of this course fit, because of uh, the way that I think, uh, or the way, I, it's not even what I think, it is the way that past success has been found at the Wyndham Championship, at Sedgefield, being able to find guys that fit those particular skill sets. I mean, even cheaper. So the values that would pop up would be Henrik Norlander, uh, Brian Harmon, Doc Redman, Vaughn Taylor. Those are all the guys uh, at the top part of my model that are under like, you know, $7,500 or so. So you can go in here, you can mess with your own model and see how that works. Um, Also, I don't, I I always forget to do this and I rarely do this um, because I don't want to give lineups away, but I do think... um, Showing the lineup optimizer here is pretty interesting. So this is the lineup optimizer on, on rickrungood.com. I am not in the lineup optimizer business by any stretch. The only thing that I the, the thing that I like most about this is that I can set anything I want to optimize off of, and I can set uh, what I want the salary cap to be. So if I want to do, you know, if I want to cap 50 lineups at 49,700 and try to get a bunch of unique lineups, I can do that. Uh, and I can put any value to optimize that I want in. So uh, I do have the optimizer sheet down here that I uh, that is on the, the cheat sheet. So I'm actually going to just optimize on, I'm going to optimize on strokes gain T to green. Uh, that is my favorite stat. I just want to see what this pops out as because, you know, quite frankly, um, and let's here, let's do this real quick. I... I like to use the optimizer, especially for like one lineup or so to see what that core is, to see if, uh, you know, like who, who it pops up, what, what, how I can start building lineups. If I get, if it pairs two guys together, all that good stuff. So let's, let's run this and see. So I'll paste this in here and we will run one lineup and we'll see what it pumps out. Okay, um, so it optimized based on strokes gain T to green. And no surprise to see these are the T to green guys. So maybe we'd have to work putting in here in some way. But Paul Casey, Harold Varner, Russell Henley, Joaquin Neiman, Corey Connors, Sergio Garcia, all very good T to green players. When you add them up, they uh, aggregate for a 6.46 strokes gain T to green per round, and they cost exactly $50,000. So will all of these guys make my core? Absolutely not. Will some of them? Maybe. I'm a big, you know, we talked about Paul Casey. We talked about um, Corey Connors a lot. I mean, Joaquin Neiman, very volatile player with winning upside. He won the Greenbrier this year. So I just like to get a kind of idea before I start building what these lineups could potentially look like, especially in a weaker field event like this one. Uh, all right. I think that'll do it. Wyndham Championship. This is the sprint. We've started it. It's it's going to be crazy from here to the playoffs, uh, to the U.S. Open, to, I mean, Augusta. It's a sprint. So uh, these are the weeks that the research really pays off because there are a lot of unknown entities in the field. So uh, 
Looking forward to it this week. Let's continue the great momentum throughout the community. Tweet me at Rick Run Good. Leave a comment below. I will answer as many as possible. Best of luck this week.